0: Well, it's good news and bad news, which is nature of the world. So nothing's changed. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I think I'll just take the questions. Okay. Otherwise, it's beautiful here and uh, I'm very well um, taken care of. So.
1: Well, if you talk for a minute, then we can, st- when I get this, it'll start on Facebook simultaneously. So if you tell us something. Something. Something.
0: <laughs> okay. Uh, I think there is a is there, a, is there a talk coming up other than these Sunday talks shortly yes. regarding, yes, and what day is that?
1: That is on the 26th. It's a Monday, and it's Balaram Rasayatra.
0: So it's a week from Monday or this coming Monday?
1: Yes, it's a week from tomorrow.
0: Balaram Rasiatra, okay, yeah. I was looking on the calendar and I realized that the uh, Nashinga is next month and I think we were, began these Zoom calls at about that time last year. Um, as a result of the pandemic, so I've been doing this for, for a year or so. It's been good, though. I think so many more devotees um, are I've been participating in, and and um, from different countries around the world and so forth. So, I think they have more uh, sharing, if you will, in the sangha than than previously. So. I'm still not, not, still not traveling, but still present here and <laughs> ticking. So you want so to I, go ahead and yeah. ask the questions?
1: Yeah, I just wanted to um, tell you how many questions we have so far. Um, OK. To, to, we have five questions, so you can okay. gauge that. And Shamananda, you are up first.
2: Thank you, Guru Maharaj.
0: Good to hear your voice.
2: <laughs> Thank you. Yours too. Um, so I have a question about a, a comment about Bhagavad Gita that I heard um, a couple of years ago, and I was trying to find the source of it, but but I and I've been looking in many places, but I can't find it. So now I just want to ask you what you think about it. Um, and the notes I wrote down at that time was uh, Krishna actually spoke the Bhagavad Gita for himself and Arjuna was just there supporting him, holding space. His words of encouragement to follow one's dharma was his way of trying to justify to himself that he had left the Rajvasis for the sake of his Kshatriya dharma, etc. So what do you think about this?
0: Well, I think that uh I've never heard that explanation before. It's obviously a very godia uh, you know, perspective and uh I think that it's a a uh, a feeling um a a, a you know above a, a perspective um Rather than a perspective that could be uh, supported uh, by other texts or by the text itself. Um, And so I would look at it as kind of a charming uh, uh, perspective um, that. Godia Vaishnavs and Rajbhashis would uh, much uh, find sweet and and appreciate, um, but I have never never heard it before. Um, I like I like it um, uh, just because it uh, it anchors. Krishna. I mean, I, I also in my commentary on Gita, I anchored Krishna in in Braj, where of course he um, uh, has the, the most uh, weighty uh, footprint, if you will, where he's where he's more present and and in fact never never leaves and so forth. Um, and this is, seems to be another way of um, emphasizing that. Um, to cite another similar example, I think we could look at Bujapad Trida Marsh's perspective on uh, the was it, 1866 of the Gita where Krishna says Sarvadharman Prityaja, Ma sharanam Shatanambraja. Braja means uh, you know to come or to go. So uh, but the word also as as a verb is it's used in the in the in the in the in the text is is one thing but braja is also a noun that refers to a proper noun that refers to a place of course and so pujapachitamar said when he heard the the word braja and that came from his own mouth pretty much the Gita was over then he, his mind went went to braja and so that's a that's a bhava perspective and those are um those perspectives are really jewels in a sense. They're, they're, they're what the text does mean. I think we as Gaudias uh, would say what what it means to devotees of Krishna who love him in brudge. Um Those meanings may not be supportable by the grammar or by other texts or other ways, other drier mathematical, if you will, uh, technical ways of of looking at the, the texts that are often thought to be the real meaning, the literal meaning. So these are, sub, you know, what you're referring to as a subjective meaning, a mean, but it's a meaning, subjective meaning that a devotee has drawn from it, a way in which a devotee has been moved by it to think about it, and and he or she is revealing um, their heart to us. What could be more uh, valuable? Than that, so if you could find out who did it, we can go and uh, listen further to him or her uh, who said it. Uh, so again, if if I understand it correctly, I hope I'm I did, and I'm commenting on it according to my understanding. The idea was that uh, that that Krishna's uh, speaking kind of out loud to Arjun who's holding the place about dharma to justify in his own mind to some extent why he left or apparently left Braj. he's not in Braj at the time is that correct yes yeah so that's the way I, I i i would i would i would look at that again when devotees have such ideas some people say well that's not what the text means that's you know yeah, but it's what it means to a devotee who has real standing um, and that's very kind of them, generous of them, to share that with us. Thank you for that.
2: Thank you. Jai Gurumaj. Thank you.
0: Sri Krishna Bhagavan, ki jai. Krishna jai. Krishna, ki jai. Jai. He is Rasa maybe not Dharma Raj. He's Rasa Raj. <laughs> okay,
1: so Eric, you're next.
3: Eric.
4: <clears throat>
3: dandavats Good morning, Maharaj, Sri Krishna. Um, so my question is regarding the topic of Shakti Avesh Avatar and trying to understand exactly what that entails. Um, so far, my understanding is that. Shaktivesh Avatar is a jiva who happens to be empowered by Bhagavan for a particular purpose, but is not Vishnu Tattva or Bhagavan himself. However, sometimes in Srimad Bhagavatam, Srila Prabhupada seemingly speaks of Maharaj Prithu amongst others as if they were Vishnu Tattva, such as in the purport about Maharaj Prithu where he states, this indicates that Prithu Maharaj is directly the Supreme Personality of Godhead and therefore possesses unlimited good qualities the Supreme Personality of Godhead is fully equipped with six kinds of opulences, and King Prithu was also empowered in such a way that he could display these six opulences of the Supreme Personality of Godhead in full. Um, based on an article of yours that I've read, which kind of addresses this topic indirectly, particularly in regards to omniscience in relation to Guru Tattva, I remember mentioning that Srila Rupa Goswami concluded that even a completely pure jiva, pure devotee can only attain a certain percentage of the qualities of Bhagavan and only to a minute extent with omniscience, for example, not being included amongst these. And Srila Prabhupada, who I've often heard referred to as being a Shaktivish avatar was cited in this article as being uh, also within this limit and thus not omniscient, for example. So uh, could you please clarify exactly what a Shaktivesha avatar is and harmonize the apparent differences between the quote from Srila Prabhupada from the Bhagavatam and the limitations uh, cited from uh, Srila Rupa Goswami. There are two uh, types of Shaktivesh avatars. Can you hear me? Yes.
0: Yes, there are two types of Shaktivesh avatars. Um, And I think the uh, genesis of that understanding is found in uh, Rupa Goswami's Lagubhagavatamrita. It's echoed in Chaitanya Charitamrita, um, probably where Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was speaking to Rupa Goswami or Sanatana Goswami, Rupa Siksha or Sanatana Siksha in the Madhya Lila, later later chapters, 19, 20, I think, of the Madhya Lila. and uh one type of shakti shavatar is a jiva that's empowered by a certain power. The power of knowledge, the power of bhakti, the power of uh Palana Shakti, for example, you, you refer to Prithu Palana means to rule. Um so here was a a king empowered by God, you know, to to um uh rule over uh His constituency. Um, And so that's one type of Shaktivesh. And the other type of Shaktivesh avatar is uh, thought about in a couple of different ways. Um, One of the ways is that he is actually Bhagawan himself, hmm? Vishnu Tattva. hmm? So there's Jivu Tattva empowered. by Vishnu Tattva or by by God. And then there's Vishnu Tattva itself, an aspect of it, I suppose you could say. Um, um, But uh, that aspect being personified rather than uh, empowering a particular jiva. In the case of the latter empowerment of the jiva, that can come and go. Mm-hmm. So it could be empowered for some time and the empowerment could be with, withdrawn. I think we see that in the case of parasharam. Mm-hmm. Um, that would not be the case then with the with the, the former, where the empowerment itself personifies and it's considered Vishnu Tattva. Uh, there's some, I believe there's some contradiction or, or maybe Krishna Dasa said it's slightly different than Rupa Goswami um, regarding the um, who's who in, in all of that. Um, and I don't recall uh, the details. I, I think that uh, I referred recently on the Vyasa Puja uh, day that we celebrated. Um, to Vyasadeva as the Shakti avatar. Um, and just to clear that up, that Prabhupada repeatedly referred to him as such, but it was pointed out to me, I think by Dulal Chandra, that, um, and I thank him for that, that uh, Jiva Goswami, I believe, uh, and perhaps others as well from the founding of Charis, don't refer to him as a Shaktivesh, but as um, Bhagavan himself. In that case, he wouldn't be, I don't think either of the two forms of Shaktivesh that um, I'm I'm speaking about. Um, So that's, uh, uh, now, I forget the the status of Prithu. But Prabhupada may sometimes blur that himself, as others have as well, um, who is empowered, who is actually um, uh, Vishnu Tattva, and um, so forth. I mean, when Prabhupada says that Maharaj is the Supreme Personality there's all six opulences, uh, that's probably an example of him, you know, not crossing his T's or dotting his I's. Uh, as I sometimes refer to um, uh, his writing. And, um, you know, I'm, if I had been an editor and had been as, as educated as I am now about the philosophy, I might have said, you know, you might want to say this here because this is said over there and so forth. But I'd, I'd have to look at it. Um, so um, Prabhupada, Shaktivashabhata, I mean, that's a... Um, I mean you could say that's a feeling of Sridhar Maharaj. I think I think Yajibar Maharaj might have said it, and Sridhar Maharaj echoed it, but the echo is more loud because it, he he um voiced it uh, in relation to a question about Prabhupada after his passing uh, from his disciples, and it was obviously um amplified. Um, later, he was asked by Guvinda Maharaj, he said that Swami Maharaj was uh, empowered. So what was the empowerment? Because Shaktivish avatar is empowered, like I said, by Gyan, by this power, that power of Bhagawan. And, uh, and he said Nityanandavesh. So that's kind of peculiar in a way, but he went on to explain it in terms of Prabhupada's poem on the Jaladutta, where he prayed for the power to do the work of his guru um, and um, please Radharani. Hmm? And he asked for the power to be successful in um, the dissemination of Gaudiya Vaishnavism in, in the Western world as he, as he saw himself to be um, um, directed by his Guru Marsh to do. Um, And of course, well, he was (laughs) very much um, empowered to do his um, his his work, and so Pujapad reasoned that his campaign was very much, in many ways, similar to Nityananda Prabhu's, and so on. No uncertain terms, uh, Krishna empowered him with uh, the avash of Nityananda's power for dissemination. This is. The way in which we might say that Prabhu was the most important member of the Panchatattva, we could say that about every one of them. But um, with him, with regard to perhaps wide dissemination, there are other ways as well. We could glorify him, obviously, but he's characterized comparatively to others, the Panchatattva, by um, wide dissemination and to the to the um, classes of people who, for one reason or another, are, are not privileged. And um, and, and Prophet's campaign was, was very much um, like that. There are many ways in which Sridhar supported his, his contention. So that would be obviously an incident, uh, an incident in which Vaishnava is already empowered as a guru, but a special dispensation comes within him. I believe also uh, that there were, I am I'm. I'm I, I know I should say that there were some other Agodhya Vaishnavas um, living in Braj, who were not members of our um, Paribar, who, um, who uh, from a distance observing the phenomenon of Prabhupada's campaign, uh, which in, involved bringing so many Uh, people from around the world to Vrindavan, for example, um, uh, upon contemplating the implications of that, they um, concluded that he was empowered by Nityananda Prabhu. So now there's some support for that. I I know a sadhu who was uh, directed by his own, guru outside of our pari bar to um, associate with Prabhupada because he was uh, empowered by Nityananda Prabhu at this time to do his, his work so uh, I don't know if I've answered your question did I
3: uh, yes I think that that covers the majority of it I guess one follow-up aspect to the question would be I guess just for clarification of the two types of Shakti avatars, the one that is a Jiva that is empowered uh, would the empowerment apply to the, uh, how would I describe it? Um, I, I assume that Jiva could not be empowered to such an extent that they have equal, um, for example, knowledge, wealth, or fame, beauty, or any of the opulences to Bhagavan, right? Because they're, um, Bhagavan is unequaled by any other living entity, correct? Or is that my understanding that correctly?
0: I wouldn't say that. I would say that he could empower anyone to be as like him as he, as he wanted for however long he wanted. Um, there is a, an example in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, a devotee, who was empowered by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. I think it was in the Brahmachari. And he had some measure of knowing or omniscience that was startling um, to the devotees, um, but you know the term omniscience is is, is used in, in in different ways. It's often used to refer to someone who knows things that other people you know wouldn't know, and 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 by some mystical um, process mm-hmm. uh, you know the future or you know what's happening, you know. At a distant place or something like that. Uh, you know. And then, there's, then there's the idea of omniscience in the full sense of knowing everything everywhere at, at all times, which would seem to be quite a burden, um, but um, is the position of God. You, you did refer to, uh, well, uh, really what is uh, what Swami's list of Krishna's 64 qualities and the fact that uh, jivas can be empowered by them partially up to I think the first fifty, and then after that, um, uh, uh, Brahma and Shiva have an extra few measure of of qualities, um, and so on. And then their Krishna has qualities that even Narayan doesn't have. Mm-hmm. Four of them: his charm of uh, uh, his his his. his uh, Leela's, his his form his beautiful form his flute and his and the preem that he's surrounded by prema madhurya, venu madhurya, lila madhurya, rupa maduria mm-hmm. um, so yeah I mean typically a jiva would not be uh, have on have omissions but Krishna wants him to be omniscient, he can, he could be omniscient. So we can count that out. Thank you. What else? Yeah.
1: So Padmanavaswami has a couple of questions from the Spanish side.
0: I don't think we think of intuition any differently than, than anybody else does. Um, and um I don't have a dictionary definition for you at hand. Um maybe
4: maybe
0: the is that Hello, hello.
1: Yeah, you're you're freezing up, Guru Maharaj.
0: Okay, I can hear you now. Can you hear me?
1: Yeah, it's just you're in the red zone.
0: Which means
1: which means your connection's not so good.
0: Okay. Well, you can hear me now.
1: I can hear you now. It's better.
0: Yeah. Um because we have a worldview that includes the idea that we had previous lives and so forth. I think that uh, people might uh, know things that uh, are based on previous life circumstances, familiarity with a with an area um, that um, others in the area, you know, might not have. That seems mystical and so forth, and based on a previous life, one might have insights um, that um, are, um, you know, hard to, to for common people to explain. Um, but um, I, to, I guess, to intuitively know rather than knowing by thinking something out, a um, kind of a spontaneous knowing or inclination, um, it's common, in, you know, in, in, um, amongst humans. And um, I, I don't think we have any special explanation for it that uh, other than, as I say, because we believe in previous lives, per, perhaps, you know, that may be a. Factor or a way of explaining some what might appear to be uncommon insights uh, that um, others have, but you know, based on our experience overall, what's stored in our chitta, in in, in a subtle body, and whatnot, we may you know know things, intuit things, um, in a certain area, a certain field, more readily. Um, than others so you know I, I think overall it's just based on the accumulation of impressions in this life and, and other lifetimes that, that, that sometimes show themselves um in the form of a kind of knowing that seems to transcend uh, the, the knowing that's arrived at by thinking and reasoning about uh about something Another question? Yeah, I wouldn't, uh, uh, I wouldn't uh, connect the Paramatma to intuition in general, but It's possible that in some instances, the uh, knowing from the Paramatma can be.
1: um... It looks like we lost. I'm back. Oh, there you are. Hello? Okay. Hello? We can't hear you. You'll need to click on the English again and the um, mute original audio.
0: Hello, can you hear me?
1: Yes. Okay, so you were talking about the Paramatma and intuition.
0: (laughs) Seems like a bad connection. (laughs) Um, There, can you hear me now?
1: Yeah, yes, we can hear you now.
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, it's possible for the Paramatma to give insight to the Jiva, whether the jiva knows it's coming from the paramatma or not, I think that the conscience may sometimes be connected more to the paramatma than 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 the notion of insight. So conscience is kind of like, you know, a knowing that hmm, this is right and I should be doing this rather than that, uh, and sometimes that's tied to uh, in some people's thinking to God. You know, in in within the jiva, in the heart, but sure, Paramatma could give um, insight, and um, and it, it could be expressed as intuitive knowing. But I don't think that's the common uh, case. The common reality again is that. There are sometimes ways of instances of knowing without reasoning about it, but it comes from our collective impressions that express themselves. Um, So what else? Um, The fact that uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was a pandit prior to his showing himself as a Vaishnava, um, um, as you mentioned this plays out in the in the Prakat Lila, in the manifest Leela. Um, um, in the unmanifest leela or the aprakat leela of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Um rather than obviously referring to him as Sri Krishna Chaitanya and as a sannyasi and so forth, he's not a sannyasi. Um, so for the sake of the audience, as I think about it, just repeating the question, um, he's Vishwambhar, he, he's, he's, he's Nimai, <laughs> uh, for having have been born under the Neem tree. Of course, he's not born in the Aprakat in Lila either, but they still call him Nimai <laughs> uh, In his Vaishnav uh expression in the Prakat Leela, um, he was still a pundit. Pundit punditism was not his preoccupation. Pundit was his was his job, so to speak. He was a teacher. Hmm? Uh, he had student he had students and so forth. Well, When he became a Vaishnava, he also had students. So many students, uh, so many associates, and he was still learned and so forth. So I think that we can refer to him as uh, Nimai is not a name that has Aishvarya. Nimai Pandit is also not a name that speaks of him in terms of really um, Aishvarya. uh, such that it distances the devotees from Him. Mm-hmm. Devotees, even during the prakatlila, lila, were not distanced from Mahaprabhu by His scholarship. Mm-hmm. They would argue with Him, even, mm-hmm. um, and, and 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 be defeated, even. Um, but there are some very beautiful and intimate uh, exchanges, unlike sannyas, which actually created a distance. Mm-hmm. And the aishwarya then uh, of his knowing in an essential sense that fostered detachment, again, created distance between himself and his devotees. Um, so I don't think the name Nimai Pandit does that. It's a very charming um, name. Does that help? I can't hear you. Now okay. I can. Okay. I can hear you now. Okay. Sorry, go ahead. Mm.
1: So the last question we have is from Maros. And if anybody else has questions, maybe let me know in the chat.
4: Then hmm. I have just small technical question that Uh, When the jiva is born in earthly earthly lila, uh, is his body just like one of these eight million four hundred thousand, or it is like specific body resembling his spiritual uh, body?
0: I I don't understand. You say when a jiva takes birth in the world. Oh, in the Bomalila Boma of uh, Krishna. Sorry. I, okay. Uh, when a jiva takes birth in the Boma Lila, what 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 form does he take birth in? Is that your question? Um, yes. Might he take birth as a tree or a, a bug or is it a human? That's your question, right? Uh, no, no. If the, the body is resembling his spiritual body, for example, like. Right. So does the does the does the body? That a jiva who takes birth in the Prakat Lila, the manifest Lila, does it correspond with his body in the spiritual world, or what kind of body does he get? Is that the question? Yes, yes, exactly. Right. Well, um the uh birth in the prakat lila, hmm? what is it a result of? Hmm? It is a result of sadhana, right? It is in terms of the sadhya, the goal pursued in sadhana, sadhana and sadhya. So sadhana is the practice and sadhya is the goal. So the prakat lila, where does it fit within sadhana and sadhya? Well, it, it is a it is a form of sadhya, kind of the penultimate form of sadya, the the second to the final stage of perfection. Bhaktivinoda refers to it as um, swarup city and then entering the Aprakat, the unmanifest Lila, let's say in Golok, as Vastu Siddhi, the final attainment, right? So it's a kind of sadhya. Um, sadhana is, is complete and the result is sadhya in this case of taking birth in the Prakat lila. It's called swarup siddhi. So swarup siddhi means that 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 having attained bhava.
3: Hello. Did
1: we lose him again? Hello. There you are. Remember to press English and mute. I'm back again. Audio?
0: Yeah, I'm back again. Um, sorry for the technical difficulties. We're waiting for relief from Elon Musk, who has is, who is got us on his list for his new um, uh, internet um, service through satellites that he's launching throughout the, uh, throughout the world. We're on the list later this year to be on his... Uh, Uh, beta program for his so we'll have good service but um back to the question so the sadhya uh, the the sadhya is a result of the sadhana so what kind of sadhana you do that will determine what kind of sadhya you will attain Hmm? so when we uh, enter bhava bhakti then um our bhakti is fully informed. The samvanda, if you will is, is 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 fully manifest. And so the practice, Ya in Bhakti is a practice that's fully bundle it's something that that is a um, um, uh, constituted of a particular bhava, like sakyabhava or mandaribhava, and um, and through sadhanga, one when in the early stages, one gets influenced by that. One practices, and what one practices, that becomes one's perfection. So, our sadhana really is the cultivation of this. Uh, Swarup with a focus on where we should be focusing at that particular time in our, in our stage. And when we enter in Bhava Bhakti, then um, there's a, a hands on, so to speak, uh, cultivation, spontaneous and natural cultivation of that Swarup. And when that, that is perfected, that's called Swarup Siddhi, one is fit then to take birth in the Prakat lila. So he or she will take birth in the Prakat lila in a swarup as a gopa or a gopi hmm? in Sakya rasa or Madhuri rasa, you know, if it's coming from our Sampradaya. And then in the association of the eternal associates of Krishna who are constituted of a swarup Shakti rather than Jiva Shakti, hmm? then certain a measure, depending on the particular rasa, sakya or madhurya, a measure of further intensification hmm? um, beyond praying, intensification of one's stayibhav, one's emotional identity, hmm? irrevocable emotional identity um, in the lila. That is, through the association of those devotees, it's intensified. And then we become fit in that stage to enter into Vastu City as a Gopo or Gopi. Hmm? So you take birth in the Lila. And as you take birth in the Lila, so you will also um, uh, participate. As you take birth in the Prakat Lila, so you will also participate in the same way hmm? um, in in the Aprakat Lila. So we find, for example, the sages of Dandakaranya and the, and the presiding, the sages presiding over the different Upanishads, they had insight into Gopi Bhava, they cultivated it through the through the uh, contemplation of the Gopal Mantra, and they took birth in the Prakatlila. And so in the Rasa Lila section, of Srimad Bhagavatam, then we find um, some gopis were held back. They could not uh, join Krishna. They were held back by their husbands, it's it said. Uh, they couldn't join Krishna when he played his flute and invited them. Uh, these were thought to be sadhana siddhas who took birth in the prakatlila. And the, the separation that was created at that time caused further intensification of their praying and made them... Um, that in conjunction with association with the Nitya cities, further perfected them from their stage in Sarup city to be qualified to enter into Vastu city, enter into the Leela altogether. We also find in uh, the writings of Rupa Goswami, the idea that um, sadakas of other, of 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 Sakibav also appear in the Prakatlina. There's an there's an example of someone but Zalibav also Dasiras as well. But in our Sampradaya it's Sakya and Madhya predominantly. So that should answer the question. Um, if it's not clear, um, please let me know and I'll try to further clarify. Does that help? Is it clear enough? Thank you.
1: Well, since that okay. last question, we now okay. have five. We now, can you hear me, oh, You're now you're frozen again. Hari Krishna? Hari Krishna. Okay, there you are. <laughs> okay, since um, I asked people to let me know if they had questions, we now have five more questions. Um, so okay. the next person was Omkar.
4: Chai Gurmash, good morning. Um, I wanted to ask about morning. I wanted to ask about Prabhupada's uh, Bhagavatam versus Vishwanath Chakavartis and kind of in general for me has been lingering in my mind. When I talk to people who are interested in bhakti and they ask me to recommend a book and I find myself hesitating recommending Prabhupada's Gita or Prabhupada's Bhagavatam just because there's so much controversial stuff that almost calls for their calls for a tikka of their own to explain Prabhupada's things and I guess it doesn't matter in the end if people will follow through if they're not interested after they're being turned off by some comments about women or something but still I'm hesitating on recommending Prabhupada's books to people and I find this disturbing then again to myself and questioning why am I disturbed about this (laughs) so uh, I was wondering if you could say about Prabhupada's Bhagavatam, for instance, versus Vishnu Chakravarti's, which I've been reading recently, and it's much more in depth and definitely not uh, newcomer friendly. Does that question make sense? Yeah,
0: Um, there's a a term that uh, many of Prophet's disciples have coined um, to describe books other than his that are written about Gaudi vaishnavism by by his disciples and that's a bridge book they consider that that it's all right or acceptable maybe even good for devotees his followers to write books that then serve as a bridge to his books um but there would be a gap to hear me say that his books are bridge books, or to Vishvamitra books, or in a sense, um, they they are, and um, um, so the way of Guru Parampara is, is, is in terms of writing, is to try to make. Uh, present literature that uh, is attuned to the times and so forth, and uh, and, and helps to bring people into the teachings. Uh, and some may do that more in a general way, and depending on how broad the campaign is, some may do it in a very uh, detailed um, way, and it may be less of a bridge book, so to speak. I mean, it's kind of an odd odd term it doesn't apply in all um, instances um, but anyway um, i think that uh, that the, some of the cultural and social sensibilities have probably come out sometimes here and there in the book which i don't think are really prominent features of the book but they could stick out um, to the minds of some uh, modern readers depending on their- You're muted.
1: Okay, now we can- Sorry
0: about that. We live in a very rural area. Uh, Yeah, so, um, uh, some of the, cultural and uh, social sensibilities that, that are expressed at times by Prabhupada would be similar to those of Vishwanusha Rupa Goswami, Krishna, Skaviraj Goswami um, as well. If not, they might even be more in a direction of, with regard to those things that would be off-putting to persons, how, how often they come up in their writings, um, you know, uh it, it, it may not be as often um or they would share the same sensibilities um the reason they might not be as often is because of the particular way in which they're focused on those on those books and those commentaries compared to Prabhupada's Prabhupada was one of touring the world entering new territory Dealing with social circumstances. Okay, you. Uh, there you go. Yeah, dealing, dealing with social circumstances that were new and so on and so forth. Uh, some of his commentaries are relative to what's happening in his movement at the time and what what the government is saying about his movement and and how he is uh, uh, engaging people to otherwise in other circumstances had not yet um introduced to bhakti and, and so on and so forth. So some of those things come out a little bit more perhaps, but but the sensibilities again that he that he, that he shares there at times w- would be surely shared by Vishnu Chakvitaq or Rupa Goswami, uh Krishna Goswami as well. Um so which speaks to the need of current books today mm-hmm. that that are not necessarily just, just a bridge book to his book necessarily, but um books that are Um, focused on helping to bring people into contemporary society into sorry again anyway
1: yeah I might
0: anyway I think that what to do about that is that if you want to share books um of Gaudiya Vaishnavism with others. Pick whatever books you feel most comfortable with and share those. If you don't feel comfortable sharing one of Prophet's books because of something in it or if, uh, that it, that alarmed you or that set off a, an alarm and you, and you and you feel would what, uh, would what from a really from a social point of view uh, um, be a red light for someone, then, 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 then don't give them that book. There's no. You don't have to give those particular books, give the ones that you feel comfortable with.
4: So yeah, thank you. That was really nice. Yeah. I'm looking forward to those little books of yours that we can distribute soon.
1: So, Goumaraj, with the connection, do you think maybe we should stop <laughs> frozen again? So, just wondering if maybe just we should probably end it here.
0: Yeah, I think yeah yeah, we're having too much difficulty. But again, as I say, give whatever book you feel comfortable with, no problem. Hmm. Write a book.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Nice.
0: Of course, you have to not write. (laughs) Okay, nice to talk with you. (laughs) Hope to be with you next week. Okay, so
1: I'll Hare Krishna and devotees stand for just a second. We're going to just make a, a little bit of few announcements. Um, Hare Krishna, can you hear me? Devotees, anybody?